Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, friends. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is my great buddy, Kevin Smith, who knows all the knowledge. He's going to throw that on to you. This is Here We Go Steelers, the pregame show, and they're getting ready to take on the Washington football team. KT, what is going on, my man? I'm doing great, Brian. Doing great. Gearing up for some uh, the holidays, trying to get the Steelers to 12-0 and against the football team. and that just, That still cracks me up when I say that. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try to refrain from you know using their uh, you know former name. It slips out every once in a while. Evan, what do you say right now to the Steelers fans? And how do you put a silver lining on a bad game that was Baltimore when you lost the star defender on defense? Well, I mean, to Steelers fans, I would I would just say you know let's appreciate the moment. I mean, we're 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 lucky to be having a season, much less a perfect season. And I know that's easier said than done. And I know that we're all going to, you know, rant and rave and, and, you know, fret and do the things that we do as fans. Um, But if we, if we can't appreciate where this team is right now, then, you know, shame on us because it's really been a phenomenal journey. Um, And the, you know, the other thing I would say is, you know, like I, when I was prior to the Ravens game, if I looked ahead at this game with Washington, to me, this was the trap game. Because this was this was the game where I was going to pick on the website, the Steelers, to lose their first game. Because, you know, you're sandwiched between Baltimore and Buffalo next week. And, 
you know, it's a, it's going to be wind up being a short week and it's against an NFC East team where we don't have really much of a rivalry and they're four and seven, et cetera, et cetera. It just felt like the perfect recipe for a trap game. But then the Steelers went out and played poorly against Baltimore. Uh, and Mike Tomlin said it, you know, right after the game, we sucked, you know, I mean, that's his, those are his words. And Ben Roethlisberger was not happy at all. And you just got the sense that like, the uh, if there may have been some complacency um, and 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 maybe a lack of intensity heading into the Washington game that it was erased by their poor performance against Baltimore. So I expect Steelers to play well. I expect them to be woken up by what happened on Wednesday afternoon, as ridiculous as that sounds, and um, and play pretty well. So I mean, for Steelers fans who are fretting all of this, I think to me that's the silver lining. And how about Mike Tomlin? the coaching moment of the season might have been the phrase us sucking for the reason <laughs> for the reason that uh, something happened. I don't even remember what the question was. Then Ben comes out and says, you know, I played terrible, but you know, everyone knows Ben did not play terrible. Ben had a bad interception and the interception probably didn't end up killing them anyways. Cause uh, Joe Hayden kind of erased the interception, but if you, you look at that, you've got about 10 drops. And he went an amazing 36 for 51 with 10 drops. And so when I look at that, Kevin, I'm looking at a quarterback that could have been 45 for 51 in a game against a very tough defense. That's just showing right now that how he can really get this offense humming. You know, I can't speak to their focus. The mistakes that they made appeared to be physical and not mental. And focus usually results in mental mistakes. Um, I think they were rusty, you know, and I think it was it was weird. It was Wednesday. They played a game on Wednesday at 320 after it had been after they'd uh, been rescheduled three separate times. And those aren't and, and you had a lot of opportunities to make excuses. And what did Mike Tomlin do right after the game? He preached accountability. He, he called the team out for not playing well. Um, he took ownership of it. Ben Roethlisberger took ownership of it. And now juxtapose that against the Ravens and John Harbaugh whining constantly about all the calls that didn't go their way. I mean, if, you, if, if I'm looking at that as a non uh, as a, or as an objective observer and asking myself, which head coach is sending the better message to his team, Mike Tomlin, talking about, you know, how we need to be better and more accountable or John Harbaugh talking about how we got, you know, hosed by the refs. I mean, to me, I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride with Mike Tomlin every day of the week. And I think that was the absolute best message he could have sent, especially when you consider that a lot of those drops and mistakes were made by his young receiving core. So you get a bunch of young guys, Claypool's a rookie, Juju, what's Juju, 23? I don't even think he's 24 yet. He just Ebron, 24 on yeah, the day okay. of the Jaguar game. Yeah, Ebron's like the old man of the group, and he's 26 or 27, you know, like, uh, and they're 11 and 0, and maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit, and and then and they don't have their best game by any stretch of the imagination. And Tomlin delivers that message. In my mind, he delivers it to sort of check their egos, get them back to uh, you know where they need to be, and refocused and working hard and doing all the little things that help us get to to this point. I was like, man, I was like, that's my head coach. I was so proud of Mike Tomlin after that game for the way that he handled the situation. And I think that they'll, I think that they'll, you know, circle the wagons and go next man up because they lost Bud Dupree. And, and, and you could see that they were visibly upset by that. 
you know, the reports about the locker room being dead silent afterwards, uh, you know, when they got the news about Dupree. And uh, I think that, you know, know, they're a team that's, they're not going to take long to lick their wounds. I think that they're going to rally behind, you know, uh, whomever is assigned to fill that role. It doesn't have to be a killer, Kevin. They could really use that as a rallying point. And, you know, I, I don't want to take a player and take their injury and take their hopes and dreams being crushed in 2020 and make it be a, uh, an excuse for the team to go out and win. I mean, this isn't that kind of situation like it was back in 2017 when Shazier went down. But what I'm looking at here is it's, it's a nice wake-up call for the team. And uh, it, it's a nice rallying point to say we can pull this all together. We can make next man up work and we have the guys that could go ahead and band together as a team because of the maturity on this team. Yeah. uh, Yes. I mean, I think if there's a team that is, uh, you know, sort of constructed to do it, it's, it's the Steelers. I mean, in terms of the stability in the organization, the, the expectation level, you know, I, I, I believe that the Steelers believe that the standard is the standard is more than just a, a catchy slogan. I, I think that they really live that uh, as best they can. I mean, is there going to be a drop-off from Dupree to, you know, Alex Highsmith or, or whomever's on the field in, in situations where Dupree would have been probably, but at the same time, you know, I think that, that there is an expectation that the bar sh- is not going to be lowered significantly. And I also think that those, those players who, who have to step into those roles understand that and they raise their own level of, of focus and intensity and they embrace the idea that like we're, we're the next guy in here in and this is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and there's an expectation that comes with that. Um, and so, you know, I believe that it kind of, you know, raises all of uh, the players on the defense. I, I don't think that there will be a significant decline uh, with Dupree out. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the coaching staff will, will figure it out. You know, they're going to find a way to, to uh, alleviate some of the pressure that's going to be put on T.J. Watt now. You might see him get more aggressive with their stunt schemes or maybe maybe stunt a little bit differently than they have before. Um, I think that there's ways that they can scheme around uh, the dilemma as well. So um, I'm curious, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in how they're going to handle this. And, but I do think that they'll have a solution. Let me ask you this, and this is really going outside of the box here. We have had three head coaches in the modern era, and that's basically from 1969 to present, and that being Chuck Knoll, of course, William Laird Cower, and now Mike Tomlin, Mike Petaway Tomlin. I love that middle name. That's, that's actually really cool. But as far as these three guys go, could Chuck Knoll have coached this team? I think Chuck Knoll could have coached any team. Yeah. Chuck Dole took over a Steelers team that went one in 13 and built them into one of the greatest dynasties of, of all time. Um, Chuck Noll was a pragmatic individual who believed in uh, great practice habits, great fundamentals, uh, you know, having a scheme that you believed in and making sure that everybody knew it and could execute it. You know, I mean, there was, you know, the, the Steelers were a no frills team with Chuck Knoll uh, back in the day. And, and for the most part, yeah, it's a different era, man. Players are more flamboyant now and, and they're more aware of the cameras and their social media image and all that stuff. I mean, that stuff Chuck Knoll never had to deal with. But for the most part, this is still a blue collar, 
workmanlike, no frills team under Mike Tomlin that's fundamentally sound and disciplined and doesn't beat itself and just kind of does some of the very similar things that Chuck Knowles teams did. I mean, obviously the schemes look a lot different and the games played at a different, at different speed now than it was back then. But I don't think the Steelers organization has changed a whole lot. I think that Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin have borrowed from that tradition uh, a lot of what Chuck Knoll was about. And uh, that tradition is important in Pittsburgh, you know, and I think that whoever succeeds Mike Tomlin will, will, it'll be very important for the organization that they adhere to some of those same principles. The only reason I brought that up, well, I actually brought that up for two reasons. One, I think Chuck Knoll would have hated all the noise of 2020. I think he would have hated that more than anything, not just 2020, the uh, the new millennium. He would have hated dealing with social media, all the junk that they do with well. I mean, now, and I believe that Mike Tomlin does that so well. I think he does it better than anybody. But the other reason, and this is a very pro-Chuck Knoll thing. When I think of Bill Belichick, I think of Chuck Knoll. I really think that those guys coach the same Um I really think Bill Belichick is uh, Chuck Knoll 2.0. He can be Bill Belichick Knoll you know, <laughs> at, at this point. And the reason I say that is because they remind me of the same guy. You mentioned two words, no frills. And that's really what Chuck Knoll was. And he was an absolute great coach. Bill Cower could have definitely coached this team too. He would have been able to deal with the noise. Um, but I think Mike Tomlin does it better than anybody. And – I think he is having a phenomenal year, probably one of his best years because there's so much noise in 2020 and he is guiding his team around it. And it's amazing what Mike Tomlin has done with his team. And I just, I just think it's fantastic. And I don't expect him to win coach of the year, but in my mind, he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, if he's not in the conversation, if he's not in the top, you know, like a couple of vote getters, then something's wrong. I mean, the thing that I admire about what he's done this year is this. I mean, if the, the team will respond to the leadership provided by the head coach and oftentimes teams take on the personality of their head coach. So just, you know, all the noise you were just talking about through none of it, have we heard Tomlin openly complain, you know, he, he when, when their, when their game against Tennessee got, got postponed and and they moved the buy all the way up and they asked Mike Tomlin what he what he thought about it his answer was what I think uh has no bearing on the situation and doesn't matter we take our marching orders from from the league he had a great opening right there to complain and air all of his grievances but he's not that guy man he's not because I think he recognizes that that gives your team a reason to make excuses for things and, you know, if you got an end goal in mind, you, you know, you can have excuses or you can have results, but you can't have both. And I think, you know, that he's a he's a, a results oriented guy. You know what? That's why I I take him any day over Jim, uh, John Harbaugh, because I know he's not going to whine about the situation. And Harbaugh is going to uh, throw stones every chance he gets. And Tomlin is so even kill. It's just amazing. So with that, Kevin, let's go ahead and take a break. And we'll be right back. We're going to talk about the Steelers and the football team and the chances for both teams this weekend. It's going to be a hard-fought battle Monday night at 5 p.m. And I can't wait for it. So stick around and be right back on Here We Go, the Steelers pregame podcast.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Here We Go. Steelers, the pregame podcast. Playing with Brian Anthony Davis alongside Kevin Smith. Another big game this weekend. It doesn't seem like a big game when you say you're welcoming the Washington football team. This is a team that has division title aspirations, Kevin, and they can be very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Washington's a pretty good football team, um, especially now that uh, that Alex Smith has taken over as the quarterback. I mean, Alex Smith is not the Alex Smith that, you know, we saw seven or eight years ago in Kansas City. But um, he's he's a pro's pro, you know. He'll take care of the football. Um, he's got some mobility, so he pre- he can present some problems with his legs. And, you know, he's he knows how to play quarterback, you know. And um, yeah, Washington's not going to wow anybody on offense, but they don't really have to because their defense is darn good. So this is going to be a fight. And the Steelers aren't really wowing anybody on offense uh, in some categories as well. So let's take a look at the categories. Pittsburgh and Washington, as far as points per game, the Steelers are sixth, 28.8 in points, and that's really good. Washington is 21.9, which means that they are 24th in the league. You're right. They're not going to wow anybody. If we look at the other statistical categories on offense, they're nothing amazing for either team. As far as total yards, Pittsburgh 22nd, Washington 26th, passing the ball, 16th for Pittsburgh, 24th for Washington, rushing the ball. The Steelers have slipped under 100 yards rushing. They are now at 99.1, and they're ranked 25th. Washington actually leads them in that category. They're 19th with 106.6. But on the defensive side of the ball, Kevin, is where it really is glaring that both teams are really good on defense. The Steelers are the third-ranked defense, allowing 298.9 yards per game. Washington is ranked fourth at 309.5. The number one team against the pass is the Pittsburgh Steelers, 193.2. Number two, the Washington football team, 194.6. Against the run, the Steelers doing so much better, 105.7. They're ranked eighth, 114.9 for the football team. They're ranked 15th. And this is the big thing. Both teams ranked third and seventh respectively in points per game. The Steelers are allowing 17.1 points per game. And then the football team is allowing 22.1 and they are seventh. So pretty equal stats on defense, Kevin. Yeah, both teams uh, are, are better statistically on defense than they are on offense. Um, you know, Washington, if we'll talk, talk about their defense for a minute, you know, their last four, their, their entire defensive line is made up of first-round draft picks. You know, I mean, you got Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, the tackles, and Montez Sweat, and, of course, Chase Young at, at the defensive ends in their 4-3. 
I mean, here's how good their defensive line is. Their leading tackler is John Bostick. You know, we remember John Bostick yeah. in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. And Bo- I thought Bostick was a bad fit for the 3-4, that he's more of like a true 4-3 backer. But, I mean, it just – I mean, John Bostick's – you know, he's – I, I, I think he's better than he showed in Pittsburgh. And, again, he was, he was mismatched in our scheme. But he's not an elite linebacker. And he leads their team in tackles by a lot. He's, he's got like 22 more tackles than the next – High, you know, whoever's second on the Washington defense. And what's that tell you? That tells you the defensive line is eating up blockers and la- allowing the linebackers and Bostic in particular to just run to the football. Um, you know, they're good up front, man. And like, you know, like you said, they're, they're, uh, you know, fourth in the league in yards and one of the, one of the best teams, uh, you know, at, at getting after the quarterback too. the third in the league in sacks. So, you know, the Steelers got their hands full, man, with, with that defensive line. Now, on the positive side for Pittsburgh, the way that the Steelers have been running their offense for about the last four or five weeks um, has been to use the short, quick passing game as a substitute for the run. So, you know, will will that neutralize the ability of that defensive line to make plays? Uh, it'll, that'll be really be interesting to see. Uh, I'm curious as to see whether or not the Steelers continue with this approach as the weather gets colder and as we get deeper into the season, or if they do try to generate some semblance of a rushing attack, you know, Washington's only 15th against the run predominantly because their linebackers, like we said, are not great, but um, you know, this is, if, if they're going to do it, this, this seems to be a week you know, where, where they might want to try to run the football a little bit more. And we'll talk about that in keys of the game. I do want to apologize for an error that I made. I want to make a correction. The Steelers rank first in the league at 17 point, excuse me. The Steelers rank first in the league with 17.1 points per game allowed. That's first. They do not rank third, like I mentioned. So uh, I do regret that error. So going forward, the Washington football team, who do we look for for the football team to surprise you? Could be offense, it could be defense. One guy on offense who has um, flourished under Alex Smith since he's taken over has been the tight end Logan Thomas, who I think is a pretty good player. He's an athletic tight end who can stretch the field. He's got good hands. Um, He had a touchdown catch on Thanksgiving against Dallas. And then um, two weeks earlier, he had his best receiving game of the season. Statistically, he was targeted, I think, nine times and had seven catches and um, you know, the Steelers have done a pretty good job defending tight ends this year, but with Dupree out, uh, and, you know, I mean, and potentially having Highsmith replace him, what does that do to the Steelers? Sub, sub packages, how will they handle that? I don't really know. I mean, I don't think any of us do. We're going to have to see, um, you know, what, what they do there. It'll be interesting to see if, if Washington tries to um, you know, motion Thomas around the offense a little bit and put him in some situations where maybe they get him matched up on Terrell Edmonds. Um, you know, who's just, I mean, the play that he made late in the game against Baltimore, uh, that sprung, uh, the, their late touchdown, that, that long touchdown that made that a game again was just, I, I mean, that's just a fundamentally awful play. And, you know, I just, he, he continues to struggle a little bit in coverage, although, Although, you know, I think Jeffrey Benedict did a film room earlier that showed that he was he had been better against tight ends this year. But I'd still, if I'm Washington, try to scheme Thomas into a matchup against Edmonds. So he's the guy I'm looking for on offense. 
And, you know, they have not struggled against the tight ends this year, but they still have that potential to do so because they haven't really faced too many blockbuster tight ends. I think Johnny Smith was one of the best, and they they held him down. Mark Andrews in the first Ravens game as well. Anybody on defense that uh, is going to keep the Steelers awake at night? I mean, I, I wrote a preview article uh, for the game that ran on the site today, and I just talked a lot about Chase Young. When you really look at his film, that that kid is spectacular. He's a – He's a spectacular football player. You you can see why the Redskins uh, picked him right near the top of the draft. I think he was the second overall pick. Uh, he's so explosive, man. He, he like he uncoils out of his stance like a cobra, and he gets his hands on guys uh, and wins with technique and with leverage. And you 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 can make clinic videos of of him <clears throat> splitting double teams. You know he he got. I mean, there's a there's a clip. Uh, that I showed of him splitting a double team against the Eagles where Jason Peters, who's, I mean, Jason Peters is he, I know he's older now, but he's still a heck of a run blocker. But, you know, I mean, Chase Young sheds him like he's a high school kid, you know, he just boom, hands up inside into his chest and then, you know, rips off of him with like, it reminds you kind of like an old school Reggie white kind of that power hump that he used to use. And he just, I mean, he, I'll be honest, he's a pleasure to watch. I, I watch him and I'm like, that's a football player. And then, you know, he's on a defensive line with three other number one draft picks. So the Steelers will have to figure out a way, you know, to, to neutralize those guys, especially rushing the passer. And, they, and again, they've been great, man. They're, they're, you know, we've only allowed 10 sacks. I, Roethlisberger was not sacked last week against Baltimore. Correct me if I'm wrong. But no. He hasn't been sacked. I don't know. I think it's been three or four games since he's been sacked. You know, like last, he, last time he, he was sacked was against the Ravens the first time around. That's just that's remarkable, man. They threw it 55, 56 times last week, right? So, I mean, the, the, that quick passing game has been great for, you know, protecting Roethlisberger. I just wonder, though, you know, if, if Baltimore didn't didn't give teams a little bit of a template on how to disrupt it. Um, I mean, you know, 55, 56 throws, whatever it was, and Roethlisberger only had about 230, 40 yards passing, something like that. I mean, averaging less than – less than five yards an attempt. Um, you know, I know it's a substitute for a run game in some regards, but uh, I just wonder, uh, as again, as the weather gets colder, how much of this can we can we keep up with? Well, to me, it just depends on how guys can hold on to the ball. And yeah. that's the bottom line, because when you see how fast that next-gen stat of 2.5, how fast he is getting that ball out of his hands and in the air, it's absolutely amazing his 17th year in the league, and Ben is slinging it and slinging it fast. So that's absolutely incredible, if you ask me. He's making great throws in contested situations. But one thing I, I really have noticed, that there's dudes just open, like, all the time. You know, like, like I, however, whatever they're doing, the Steelers are doing. And, I, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to really take a deep dive into their passing game and look at what they're doing. Um but, but, I mean, they're attacking all aspects of the field, and they've got guys running open constantly. And he's doing a phenomenal job finding them. I just wonder, you know, with their on-the-ball tempo, how much of that he's actually directing. Because he said after the Baltimore, the, the first Baltimore game, when they really broke out this no-huddle package, he said after the game, you know, a lot of it was me going over to guys and just telling them what route to run. So I wonder how much of this is him 
just using those 17 years of experience to look at how a defense is lined up and basically being able to say, all right, here's what's going to be open. I'm just going to go tell this guy to, to run that this route or that route. But whatever whatever they're doing, they're springing guys wide open. And that's just amazing to me because you just don't see that that much of that in the NFL. So my question is, is the experience of Alex Smith being in there, being a calming influence, is this one of the reasons that they've got a two-game winning streak and they look like the team to beat in that division now? Yeah, I mean, you know, he took over for Dwayne Haskins. And, I mean, I don't know exactly what went on in in Washington. But, you know, all the reports said that Haskins was kind of immature and kind of, you know, cocky and just didn't work hard enough, uh, didn't put in the film study, you know, bragged about his stats after they got beat by the Ravens. And that really rubbed his teammates the wrong way to be, you know, kind of gloating about your stats in the locker room after you lost the game. And then he gets replaced by a guy who almost – died from yeah. uh you know a football injury and worked his way back i mean you couldn't have you know two more sort of polar opposites just in turn in terms of their story and their work ethic and the way that they approach the game so i would imagine that the difference in that huddle on offense for washington is significant when alex smith steps into the huddle his story never mind who he is as a quarterback and who he is as a quarterback still pretty darn good uh, and, and he's smart and he, and he understands defenses and all those things. But when he steps into the huddle, just the fact that he's in that huddle garners immediate respect because of what he's been through. Um, so I'm sure that he's brought an a- element of professionalism to the, the football team that was lacking. So what did the Steelers need to do to win this ball game on Monday? Well, you know, I think that they need to, um, you know, continue to uh, be able to, to move the ball in the passing game the way that they've been doing. They've been using it wonderfully um, as, a, as a means of both uh, ball control and a substitute for a rushing attack. But, you know, and I, and I know that there's going to be people out here listening that are going to disagree with this. I, I just think they got to run the ball a little bit better. You know, like how, how, how often are they going to be able to just kind of go to that, the well where Roethlisberger's throwing it, you know, 40, 50 sometimes a game without any real semblance of a running attack, running attack. I really like Benny Snell as an every down back for the Steelers. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if he'll be the guy, you know, on Monday or not, but I do think that they have to, to mix the run in a little bit better. I mean, you could say like, Hey man, throwing the ball has been working. I mean, they only scored 13 points though against the Ravens on offense last week. You know, you did have to pick six. So a little bit more balance could be beneficial. And then, you know, obviously offensively, they got to be able to handle that really good front, front four of the of uh, Washington very good now I'm going to put you on the spot who is going to win this game and what's the score going to be 24-16 Steelers I'm expecting a bounce back performance I think they'll be better fundamentally I don't think you'll have anywhere near the drops you had before but I don't think it'll be a high scoring game because these are two really good defenses I like that score mine is 27-20 Steelers I really think this is a rebound game I think this is a game where they show their respect for Mike Tomlin and say, yeah, he's right. We need to pull it together. So get behind this team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I really think that this team is going to rally because they have more to prove and never has an 11 and 0 team had so much to prove Kevin. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. Uh, Somebody I work with said to me uh, when, when I came into work on Thursday, you know, they know I'm a big Steelers fan and they were like, they're like, that Steelers team, there's no way that that team can go undefeated. He's like, they're, just, they're not that good. And that gave me the perfect opportunity to go off, you know. <laughs> so, 
And I said to him, I said, you know what? You know what? You know what team they said people said the same thing about the 1972 Miami Dolphins. They were a good football team that they didn't blow people out every week. Um, you know, they won a lot of close football games. They had a, you know, they, they, they didn't wow people with their star power. I mean, you know, Bob Greasy was a good quarterback, but he wasn't like, you know, an, an unbelievable quarterback who put the team on his back. They, they had a good defense and they were workmanlike and they were fundamentally sound and they figured out how to get it done every week. I'm not expecting the Steelers to go you know, perp to be perfect this year, but I mean, you can be successful without, you know, wowing people, you know, with the star power and just the spectacular splash plays. Like, you know, the, the chiefs have some, have that sort of star power and that wow factor. The Steelers are a lot more, you know, like Pittsburgh, man, they're, they're blue collar and they, and they grind. And, um, you know, I think that there's a recipe for that, uh, that, that can lead to championships. And, and right now we're on track. So I'm with you, man, get on board and enjoy this team because they're special. It's going to be really hard to even think of another 11-0 season. These, these don't come very often. Nobody that's been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan has seen anything like this. I would say the closest thing probably was a year they did not win at all, but it was Ben Roethlisberger's first season, and that was that run, that 14-game winning streak. I'd love to see them beat that 14-game winning streak and just uh, shock the world. And I love a Pittsburgh Steelers team with a chip on their shoulder, and they definitely have a chip. And I love it because Ben Roethlisberger with a boulder is dangerous, and he's going to make everybody else dangerous if you keep on talking about how bad they are as an 11-0 team. Jump on, or it's going to go without you, and it's going to go all the way to Tampa, hopefully. So for Kevin Smith, my name's Brian Anthony Davis. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, Kevin. Right on, Brian. Let's go, man. I'm ready. You got me fired up with that little speech there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for game time. Hey, you going to let me in the locker room next year? If you show up uh, around my our way, man, 100%, I'll let you talk to the team. Oh, I'll, them, uh, I'll fire those fellas up. up. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. It is going to be a great week for football. Another, I guess you could call it a primetime game. For the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Washington football team. I can't wait. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.